feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita. Because your perfume is smelling sweet. Since when I saw you down on the floor. It's on Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, special counsel Jack Smith is clearly reading the writing on the wall. We can tell that, of course, the Supreme Court is going to now listen to President Trump and his immunity case where he's saying that he has presidential immunity and that would cover him for what they're accusing him of on January 6th and also in the classified documents case. And the Supreme Court says they're going to be hearing oral arguments. That just came down a few hours ago on August 22nd, or actually March, uh, April 22nd. Forgive me, April 22nd. And then they will make a decision, they said, by the end of June. So just a little bit ago, Jack Smith, the special counsel who has been nipping at President Trump's heels, Well, he is now proposing in the classified documents case, because President Trump is also saying he had immunity there, presidential immunity, uh, that he was covered by the Presidential Records Act. He's saying, Jack Smith, that he would like that trial to start July 8th. So this to me is pretty incredible because the judge could decide, all right, we'll do July 8th. Who knows? We'll see where the, you know, Trump is saying it should be later than that. Who knows what also comes out of the decision from the Supreme Court if the Supreme Court says, yeah, he has presidential immunity and he's covered and we don't want to create some new precedent in America where now you're going to go after presidents. Well, Jack Smith's both of his cases, not just this one on the classified documents case in Florida, but also the case of January 6th in D.C. could totally fall apart. But he's still trying to push ahead because you can tell he wants to get some sort of a verdict before Election Day because it's all politics, nothing to do with the law. And my goodness, if this case goes in July, I was looking, the date is looking as July 8th. You got the Republican National Convention in July. Then you got the Democratic National Convention. Then you got the debates. I mean, it's already election season and July is going to be just a few months away. How is this not just so blatant in terms of election interference? And it's like at all costs, we have to figure out a way to somehow get a decision and get a verdict against President Trump. It's like they're competing for who could get some sort of verdict. Anything we can right before Election Day, please, please, please. They're like all chomping at the bit. Meantime, there's other legal news before we also get back to the border and a whole bunch more. Well, Hunter Biden, according to Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is in the room, she's a member of the House Oversight Committee, and she was there as part of the six-hour closed-door deposition on Capitol Hill that happened yesterday with Hunter Biden, his first one, after he defied a few requests to come and a subpoena to come. Well, he showed up, and it was behind closed doors. And Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying that Hunter Biden finally acknowledged that Joe was the big guy in a $5 million China deal. 
that Joe was referenced, as we know, the father, in an email about a business deal with Chinese state-linked energy firm that gave millions to Biden family members and others. And it always said, okay, 10% for the big guy. Remember that. So Marjorie Taylor Greene says that she asked, at one point, we asked about the 10% for the big guy. And we showed him the email and he said, oh, yeah, oh, that was after my father left office. In other words, he didn't deny that the big guy was the dad, but he was using it to say, well, when I was referring to him as a big guy here, he was no longer in office. That's very interesting because if they can show that indeed Biden is the big guy, as Tony Bobolinsky and others have attested to, that would be really powerful. And if his excuse is, oh, well, he left office on that one, what about all the other deals when he didn't leave office? And also, now, were there definite changes of policy? But now you could go back and go, well, he said, that's the big guy there. So what, it's another big guy at another time? Are we supposed to imagine that everybody they talk to is called the big guy? That opens up a huge can of worms. Also, we're going to be talking about later on in the show, some new information on these very explosive text messages between the attorney for Nathan Wade. He's the prosecutor that Fannie Willis appointed, who turned out to just happen to be her boyfriend, you know, and she happened to pay a lot of money to this guy. Well, we heard the back and forth. It was one of the most evasive, I would say, hearings that I've heard in a long time. When the attorney took the stand and he was like, uh, 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 sweating like, you know, like, uh, you know, the Nile River. And so now he was like, well, I don't know if I really understand the question or and she's like, "Uh, you message me. The attorney who was defending one of the Trump defendants there said, you message me and this is what you said. And there was a lot of ambiguity because the guy wouldn't answer a single question. He wouldn't have even answered if the day was Monday. That's how far, like, he was like, oh, I can't recall. I can't recall. But so now some of the text messages are coming out, and boy, do they shed a whole bunch of light. And boy, do they make the guy who was sweating like the Nile River look more like the Atlantic Ocean. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And as we talk about Fannie Willis, we can never forget one of my favorite lines from Fannie Willis herself, because tomorrow the judge will decide, he's expected to, decide whether or not to dismiss her from the case and whether Nathan Wade, her boyfriend, who also testified whether he should get dismissed because he's the prosecutor she appointed with state money. So I hope to God that both of them get removed because how could you have any sort of case of integrity? You can't. You just can't with these people. You can't take them seriously. Everything they said is like one big soap opera. It's like a reality show, a bad reality show. And also, you can't trust. They are so tainted. The perception, even at minimum, it is such an obvious conflict of interest. But I will say I will miss Fanny if she's no longer on the case because, boy, she had some zingers. Who could forget this zinger? This was one of my favorites. Much less cash that time, probably four or $500 or uh, a bunch of stuff. I think we did two different wine tours that you do, which are pretty expensive. Um, I think I bought him. He likes wine. I don't really like wine, to be honest with you. I like Grey Goose. Um, I bought him a bottle of wine while we were there and the sippings that you do. I, I can't remember how many, like four or five different places you go. I remember we went to um, 
to this place that they do pairings. Um, that was the most expensive thing that I think that we did while we were there. So they would pair, uh, they, they would pair uh, champagne, chocolate, and champagne, chocolate, and caviar. It was a three, and it was like three different things: Sweden, Russia, someplace else. I'll make that up. But um, that that was the most expensive thing we did that trip, and I paid for, I paid for that. You pay cash. For us doing that. Yeah. Uh, And the reason she paid is she said that a man is not a plan. Remember that? That was another good line that she had. She had so many good zingers. You can't, you know, you can't forget that. Um, When I see her, I'm always going to be thinking of Grey Goose and the pairings that she had in wine country. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stan from Forest Hill. Stan, go ahead. Good evening. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, there is a solid case. Obviously, the Supreme Court has stated to Jack that uh, well, you're talking hold. about. Hang on one second here. You're talking about well, the I'm Jack going Smith. To Fannie Willis. Okay, Fannie, oh, Fannie Willis. Okay, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, well, let me talk. You know. Uh, yeah, 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 Willis, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me listen. Go ahead. Well, well uh, that's the problem. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the problem Stan, is, Stan, do you have this problem? Uh, wait, wait, Stan. Talk? I, I, I have a question. Four seconds Stan, here with Stan, this crowd. I have a question. Go do you, ahead. Do you deal? Do you treat all women this way, or is it just me? Uh, do you treat all men this way? Uh, if you're oh, a man, you want to play this game? Uh, I'll play it with you. If you're you. a man, go ahead. But anyway, Jimmy, go. <laughs> uh, if I'm a man, do you want me to go to second question? Are you a woman? What the hell is that? <laughs> we can play this game, tennis game, back and forth. We anyway, sure can. Go ahead, Stan. Anyway, you're a good person. Anyway, you I know too, that. my friend. You too. All right, get out of town. But that's another story. <laughs> Look. Uh, as far as I, I wanted to talk about uh, what happened yesterday in the committee, but I'll, I'll do this quick. I think if they throw out there's still a solid case, they'll put somebody else in. But the judge could keep her in. I'm not saying he will, but if he does, boy, she'll go after Trump like Chinese food on a hot rice. It'll be done. <laughs> but the problem is the case, uh, from what we now know from the attorney, they put it off and so forth. But they could decide the case uh, is on his immunity. And then to say, well, not, they don't have to wait till June. They'll say, okay, we've decided we're going to give the verdict, and then you can start the other thing. They may do that. I'm not saying they're going to not do it, but that's fine. The other thing is, yesterday, that anti-Semitic bastard, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she asked the question, uh, is the big guy uh, uh, President Biden? So what? He's the big guy. Who, uh, what does that prove? Nothing. Like the Russian thing. No money change yet. There ain't nothing. There was nothing. Comer looks like the moron that he is, and the Republicans look like fools. All right, Stan. Stan, hang on. Stan, all right. Yeah, 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 no, it's okay. Go ahead, go ahead. ahead. I let you spew. I'm I'm taking a deep breath. Patrick, do me a favor. Take two, because I got a lot to share, okay? Go ahead, go ahead. No problem. First off, uh, you brought up Fannie Willis. Uh, Let's go to that one, because... I agree with you. There is a chance that she could be kept on. I think she absolutely should not be. The only reason I say it is this judge seemed a little bit intimidated by Fannie Willis. But I think he made the right decision, clearly, to have that attorney for Nathan Wade, this Terrence Bradley, the guy who was sweating like a river, um, more than Nathan Wade was, and forced him to testify. Because when you have text messages that say, oh, no, here's when their relationship started, and then he looked so... you got to admit, Stan, when you saw that guy, didn't you think he was lying through his teeth? That's my opinion. I saw water all over the screen. I mean, he was sweating like crazy yeah, that guy i mean he, sh- but he I, I thought she, she handled herself pretty good even under Fanny? that she Fanny? gave what she got i think the judge again it'll be the judge you think i 
I'm thinking he's going to get rid of her. Yeah, to some extent. He has to. I yeah. think. But, but, but Stan, what he might out. do, yeah. what he might do. Um, and by the way, I thought she was totally disrespectful to the judge because. She's annoyed, obviously. And she did throw it at him. I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah. But, but, but I also thought it was not professional because when you are in another judge's courtroom remember she's the no, da uh, yeah. you know you got to treat the person the judge with respect and respect oh, no, the law absolutely. and it was it. Uh, yeah. she lost it yeah, but yeah. but what he I might do it. what he might do is not go as far as just saying well there's clear conflict of interest there's the appearance of because even yeah, that yeah, could be a yeah, standard yeah. to remove i don't and maybe think, i don't think you know related to the trial i don't think there's a i think the relationship with between them is the story and it shouldn't have happened and it got in the way it should never have come out and that hurts her and yeah, well, she, she shouldn't have hired him. Come on. I, I mean, exactly. you know, that's I mean, you don't, you don't hire them and use taxpayer money. I mean, that's great. So I now, now let's move stupid. on. All right. Yeah. Now on the immunity issue, okay, yeah. it, it will still probably, regardless, delay the trial, no matter where it happens. No, unless they decide quickly. We, they could, they but could then decide not to wait till June. They could. I mean, they may be pressured to do that. I'm not saying they will. Right. But they may, instead of waiting... They know that this guy, Jack uh, Smith, is looking to do it again. He may say, make the decision, decide whatever, and if it's no immunity, we want to get right to the case. They may say, again, I don't think they may They'll wait till June. And they're not going to listen to Jack Smith. That's yeah. the other thing, Stan. They are yeah. the U.S. Supreme Court. They're going to do it as they see fit. And yeah, regardless, well, and regardless, the fact that they are at least looking at it shows that will alone just cause delays. And the closer it gets to Election Day, it looks bad. Now the last one. You brought up Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, that's yeah. right. All right, hang on. Yeah, you obviously don't like her. We know yeah. she's an anti-Semite, right? Absolutely. And Go and ahead. and you're right. And the protesters that are mostly Democrats, they're wonderful people, right? No, I okay. don't like them. Hey, I got you know I'm pro-Israel. Screw them. I know that, but uh, good for you. No, good for you. Go but let me just tell you about ahead, sure, what sure. she says, and we'll see. The transcripts are coming out in the last few hours, so we'll see if it confirms it. But if he said that he was the big guy, the reason is there's a lot of references to the big guy. The big guy has to get 10%. The big guy says he wants 10%. That's not good because he has claimed he's had no connection with his son to businesses. And the son has said that. So did the brother, Jim Biden. But Tony Bobolinsky, all these others. So if Hunter Biden confirms he's the big guy... And then you go back and see every time the big guy's referenced, there's many times it was referenced while he was in office. Again, you still got to prove. He might say, hey, I call everybody the big guy. You know, I mean, you know, there's there's ways he could talk out of it uh, or he could say he was high as a kite. Uh, that seems to be the thing that he kept saying. Apparently, anytime he got into a box, he was like, oh, I was so high. I can't remember that. I mean, the the message where he said, I'm sitting next to my father. My father says and his excuse, apparently, to those in the room, was that he's so high, he couldn't remember it. He just made it up. A figment of his imagination. But boy, he suddenly got sober right away when he talked about other things that worked to his favor. So, I mean, he's picking and choosing when he's high as a kite and when he's not. So, it, 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 I found it very unbelievable, Stan. And now, apparently, his attorney's fighting doesn't really want him to testify publicly. That's what some of the latest is. Let's see if he has the guts to testify publicly, and let's see what information they get between now and then. I still think they got to connect the dots with bank records and other things, uh, but it certainly is getting more and more interesting, Stan. Let's see what they got. Uh, you seem to think orange man bad, uh, bumbly man good. 
And uh, and that is not the way that justice should work. Justice should be fair for everybody. And what's happened to President Trump is an abomination. Abomination. 1-800-848-9222. Stan, great to talk to you. And I'll continue your calls after the break. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. talking about all of these legal cases facing Trump and many of them falling apart. Fannie Willis's case could fall apart tomorrow. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens if the judge does indeed decide to dismiss her. Does he decide to dismiss her lover, Nathan Wade? Does he decide to keep them both on? Uh, Boy, if he does, that judge uh, should be disbarred. He should no longer uh, be on the bench because, boy, he's a fool if that's the case. We're going to talk about that and also more from the border, Biden and Trump hitting the southern border. Rita Cosby is on. Forget about you, Fanny. That is for sure not here on the Rita Cosby Show because, boy, you have given us endless entertainment. She kind of competes with one of our favorite lines, you know, the Parmesan cheese with Hunter Biden line. Uh, Some of her, like, Grey Goose versus the wine line. She gave us some of the most memorable lines, I think, that we've heard in a long time and not the same kind of lines that are associated with Hunter Biden. Different kind of lines. I'm talking about verbal lines, not the lines that uh, you saw on uh, some of the pictures on the videos and other things. But as we are talking about Fannie Willis, there's some really damning details. And again, we're waiting to see what the judge is going to do tomorrow in the case. Um, Megan Kelly got a hold of some of these text messages. And she opened, she has a show. She opened her show. I've known Megan a long time. And she's a, she's a great journalist. Uh, we were friends and, and terrific woman. She opened her show uh, referring to all of these message exchanges. And in the text, 
Um, she talks about the back and forth of the conversations with this attorney, who is the divorce attorney for Nathan Wade, and Nathan Wade. Remember, Wade is the prosecutor, again, investigating Trump, the lover of Fannie Willis. No conflict of interest there. Um, and he's talking to the attorney, who's now questioning him on the stand, as we heard on Monday. But, of course, they're on opposing sides now, but they're apparently friends. So she was messaging him and saying, you know, you know, I want to find out about the time frame when they started their relationship. In other words, did she hire him because they were already dating? And they say, oh, no, of course, publicly. No, oh, no. They hired and then somehow all those messages and all those cell tower pings and all those things in the area before she hired him. That's just all coincidence, right? So this was really powerful because there's one text message and it says, do you think the affair started before she hired him? This is the attorney, Ashley Merchant, according to what Megan was reporting. And um, she represents co-defendant Mark Roman. She texted the attorney, Terry Bradley, in early January. He replies, absolutely. It started when they left the DA's office and was judge in South Fulton. It's not like, oh, I don't know. Remember on the stand, he's like, uh, 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 speculation. I can't recall. I can't this. Even when he was confronted with the mess, it's absolutely. And he even admitted on the stand that he had a conversation with the guy. But when you read it, there's a lot more definitiveness to his conversations here with this woman and back and forth that sure look like. There was definitely a relationship, which is what I think anybody with half a brain would think just watching the guy's actions. He was evasive as hell. He knew that being on the stand, he was going to get in a lot of trouble. So as opposed to saying no or yes, because he didn't want to ruin his friendship also with Nathan Wade and their mutual friends. He was like, oh, I don't recall. I don't recall. I don't recall. Uh, And it was so uh, it was unbelievable. But now that you see the messages and you see the way he acted in court And the judge probably knows a lot more than we do because he forced the guy to testify and said that it's not necessarily attorney-client privilege. Let's see if the judge does the right thing tomorrow. Let's see if there's justice in Fulton County. We'll find out. But in the meantime, as a tribute to Fulton County, Fanny, here is one of my favorite lines from her. Take a listen. This is what she said on the stand. It's interesting that we're here about this money. Mr. Wade is used to women that, uh, as he told me one time, the only thing a woman can do for him is make him a sandwich. We would have brutal arguments about the fact that I am your equal. I don't need anything from a man. A man is not a plan. A man is a companion. And so there was tension always in our relationship, which is why I was give him his money back. I don't need anybody to foot my bills. The only man who's ever foot my bills completely is my daddy. A man is not a plan. And the only thing a woman's good for, according to uh, Nathan Wade, so she says, is to make a sandwich. By the way, I'm not a good sandwich maker, so you don't want to ask me to make a sandwich for you. I'm not good at that. But Anyway, she did give definitely some memorable lines. Where is all this headed? Where is the Hunter Biden case headed? If indeed he did not deny that his father was the big guy when he was under oath. Let's see where that goes because the transcript is leaking out now. What do you think, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Robert. Line five in Philly. Robert. On line five, Robert, go ahead, Robert, if you're there. 
sorry, I'm here. Okay, um, go ahead. Good to, good to talk to you, Rita. Uh, before I'll be quick. Before I get to my point, I wanted to reassure that prior caller about the Senate. Twenty-two or thirty-three seats are up for election this time. Twenty-two of them are Democrats. Seven of them are in Trump in states that Trump won handily. So we're going to take back the Senate this time, no matter what happens. Which, by the way, but, I agree with you. It looks much more promising. And like the math, sometimes the math doesn't always equate to the results, but usually it does. And I think there is a good chance. Now, what? what by the way, before you move on, Robert, do you think uh, the Republicans are going to keep the House? Yes, because that's going to that, be a little tougher. Uh, it is going to be a little tougher, but Joe won it for us. The, the table, the, the, the tabletop issues and immigration and the cost of living and the, everything is crazy. And people are just done with it, done with it. He's getting 28 percent favorability polls in handling certain issues. And I firmly believe that's the extent of his hardcore support, about 28 percent. I want to know. Any- I want to know who's the 28 percent. Robert, <laughs> I mean, so the, the hardcore lefties and the people who don't want to uh, stand is probably a good example. He's probably been a Democrat so long that MSNBC is keeping him angry and a Democrat. Um, but um, everybody's and this is a good example. Stan says, well, what did Biden do for the money? The guy in the media that was bugging coma. What did Biden do for the money? Why aren't they asking Biden what he did for the money? Why are you asking Republicans what Joe Biden did with the money? I mean, it, the media is crazy. Oh, CRT's not being taught. Um, it didn't start in a lab. That's a conspiracy theory. And every time they're wrong and people still watch them and they still have enough power to keep the Democrats competitive. And that's my point. When we have an honest media, we'll have our country back, Rita. I agree. And also, not only that, and I do agree, there definitely needs to be more balance in the media. I also think that Republicans also have to speak out loud and clear because I bring up the by, you know, the border is a perfect example. My goodness, Robert. I mean, look what we saw today. President Biden goes to the border. He only spent, I think it was like four hours the first time, and he didn't even see a migrant the first time. I'm not sure if he saw any today, but if it was, well, it, they were all staged, you know, part of well, the dog and pony show. But, but In all fairness. Yeah, go ahead. In all, in all fairness, no matter how loud the Republicans yell, the media is just ignoring them. And the people who watch the media aren't hearing it, no matter how loud we yell. And I don't care. You know, the media, Ronda Santa said about it, we don't care about them anymore. They're digging their own grave and they're making their own selves relevant. It's just going to take time. That's all. But, but Republicans have to speak truth to power because Absolutely. there are so many facts that are on the Republican side. I mean, when you talk about uh, the view of protecting the border, the view of let's get rid of these repeat offenders so they don't repeat again. Uh, you know, make, gotta listen. Yes, yeah, but I think the average American is Robert, and oh, and I, I agree. I agree. I mean, look look at the anger in this country, an understandable anger. Yep. And I think the people, you know, it, you know, it's interesting. You know, I've been in the media a long time, Robert, and well, when when we first be- started, it wasn't like two alternate universes. Now I think I think they're realizing the average American is realizing that the many in the media are so blatantly stilted that they're starting to tune them out. Well, after watching Rachel Maddow lose her mind last night, I can tell you that it's going to be fun watching them be apoplectic when President Trump makes his return. I'll be watching with popcorn. Have a great night, Rita. <laughs> Thank you, Robert. Always love talking to you. Thanks so much. Let's go to Sandra from New Jersey. Sandra, go ahead. 
Oh, good evening, Rita. I was very surprised to find out from Jean-Pierre Soldier reported that um, Biden doesn't need a cognitive test. The doctor said and the neurologist both said he's perfectly fine. He can continue on with his duties. I found that very surprising. I mean, we all watch him every day. We all make comments about how he comes across and the things that he says. And Sandra, does. you know what that's about. That that is that is a classic case, almost of what Robert was just talking about. It's called spin, because the doctor they you heard I I listened to exactly when Corinne Jean Pierre was asked that during the White House press briefing, and her answer was he doesn't need a cognitive test. He shows his mental acuity essentially every day on what he does. He has a mental test every day on the job. Watch him. And we are watching him and we're going, yeah, he does need one. You know, it's sort of like if they tell it and, you know, they did not even ask for it. I'm sure nobody said to the guy he needs a mental exam. I'm sure they didn't say, hey, what do you think, doc? They didn't want to ask him because I don't think they want the exam because they know what the answers are going to be. The answers are going to be even worse than the Robert Herr report that trashed him and said he was a forgetful elderly old man who essentially couldn't stand trial. So that's why they're fighting tooth and nail, by the way, to not have uh, Robert Herr's report come out. Because if that comes out, I bet you there's even more damning stuff in the transcript of that special counsel. Uh, that That is blistering to them. They want us to think he's spry as a chicken. But, Sandra, did you see him today? When he was walking today, he's walking at the border. He's, like, leaning on on him like uh, like he's about to fall over. If the border agent walked two feet, I think he was going to, like, fall. I mean, he, I, I mean, I, I you know, and, and it has nothing to do with age. It is mental acuity. He is degrading. And sadly, it is the president of the United States at a time where we're in crisis in so many ways. You got to have somebody who can stand on their own and stand for America. And I'm not sure uh, he can do either right now. Go ahead, Sandra. No, like Donald Trump, he's the man. We know it. Yeah, he's a boy. We need him to come in. And I I keep saying this phrase, but I really mean it. And after today, we need a warrior because there's a lot that needs to be fixed in this country. Start with the border. Sandra, thank you very, very much. And uh, speaking of which, President Trump today, thank goodness. And I knew he would. As soon as he got to the border, he talked about Lakin Riley. This is, of course, the nursing student in Georgia, who was brutally murdered by that repeat offender, illegal migrant from Venezuela. We haven't heard Biden say her name even. He won't even say her name. And when Corinne Jean-Pierre, that Sandra and I were just talking about, was asked about her the other day at the White House, she's like, well, we can't really talk about the facts of the case. Give me a break. When the issue came up about George Floyd or all these other people, they went on and on and on and on and on. But they don't want to draw any attention to that because then it reminds everybody what happens when you have a wide open border that this president created lifting all of those executive orders of President Trump. But President Trump, to his credit, he goes down today to the border and immediately spoke about Lakin Riley. Take a listen. Just one week ago, a beautiful 22 year old nursing student from Georgia was barbarically attacked almost unrecognizable while she was out on her morning run. She was a morning run. She was doing a keep herself in shape. She was a beautiful young woman. She was a great person, best nursing student there was. I spoke to her parents yesterday. They're incredible people. They're devastated beyond beyond belief. 
But she was beautiful, just so beautiful in so many ways and brutally assaulted, horrifically beaten, kidnapped and savagely murdered. The monster that charged, uh, charged in the death is an illegal alien migrant who was led into our country and released into our communities by crooked Joe Biden. He's crooked. I took the name away from Hillary because she's no longer relevant, I guess. She was terrible, but he is, what he is doing is just unbelievable. Joe Biden will never say Lake and Riley's name, but we will say it and we will remember it. We're not going to forget her. Bravo to President Trump. Say her name because this was a woman who should still be alive today, if not for open border policies and soft on crime judges in a number of locations, including in Athens, Georgia, where she was brutally murdered by an illegal immigrant. We're going to talk about that and much more on the border when we come back. 1-800-848-9222. And now to our Support Our Heroes segment. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And this is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes segment. Be sure to check out Tunnel to Towers. They do such incredible work to help America's military and first responder heroes. And this powerful story coming from San Angelo, Texas, where a combat-wounded veteran was honored for his service with a very big gift. And it happened this morning. A former U.S. Marine Corps veteran, Chad Calvert, well, it was a celebration of service and gratitude as he received a new car at All-American Chevrolet of San Angelo. The veteran was honored by the Military Warriors Support Foundation's Transportation for Heroes program. The program helps combat-wounded veterans and Gold Star spouses and provides transitional support and other resources. He served in Iraq, Afghanistan, and Pakistan, and veteran Calvert was injured from an improvised explosive device explosion, an IED, and he received a Purple Heart. The group's uh, founder for the Military Warriors Support Foundation said that, I don't care how many times we do this, it is always so emotional because every one of these heroes has put their life on the line and made incredible sacrifices for our freedoms. And so it is an emotional thing to do. I'm so glad that we get to do it, and we get to support them and show them a little bit of gratitude for what they have done. What a beautiful, beautiful story, and bravo to them. And, of course, bravo to this great veteran who now has a new car uh, and can go around in style. And, of course, thank you to all of our great veterans and their service to our country. And everybody, all it does is takes $11 a month. That's all it is to make a huge difference. Just donate $11 a month to the Great Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Check out all the incredible things they do. Again, founded by Frank Siller, honoring his brother, Stephen Siller, who was killed on 9-11. Check out Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org, T2T.org. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show.
the Rita Cosby Show. Well, we'll see what happens with Fulton County Fanny tomorrow. But uh, Eric Adams, boy, uh, he got a spanking. Speaking of which, the New York City Council really uh, blasted him. Remember the other day he was proposing changing the Big Apple's sanctuary policy to essentially make it easier for migrants who have committed crimes to be deported. It should be a no-brainer. When he said it, I said, bravo. Well, guess what? New York City Council, left of the left, came out and said his suggestion was harmful, that it was not a good idea, that he should not be, quote, considering to change the laws. These laws have been in effect for decades. They're not changing. Even after all these cases, deporting a minor who has committed a crime, God forbid we want to take them out of the country. Oh, no, we want more of them. That's what the New York City Council is essentially saying. That is wild, but that says it all. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony. Line four, Tony. Hey, Rita Cosby. So today, when I saw Eagle Pass with President Trump, and Governor Abbott. It looks so beautiful. It was so clean. It was so majestic. He did so much to, to make that look like you could almost see the cleanliness of it, the beauty of it. And I was reminded of that famous Chicagoan who said, stop junking up our country. And so remember the woman who said that in Chicago? Yes, yes, yes. Yep. And so, you know, you know what, Rita, our country it's not an immigration issue. It's an issue that our country has been just ravaged and junked up. It has it has really been such a disgrace. President Trump, please help us. We're waiting for you. God bless Governor Abbott. Yeah, God bless them because they are on the front lines. Uh, Abbott certainly is. And Trump, as you heard tonight, even there from the border, said, I am ready to do it again. And we need someone like him who can certainly plug the holes and keep America safe.